I call them as I see them. Even if I'm blind, I can still see well enough to know that something was wrong with the attacker who attempted to slash the throat of uh, New York gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin. Uh, Mr. Zeldin, who uh, has a Republican nomination for governor, uh, was in a place outside of Rochester in uh, western New York um, when uh, suddenly this uh, incident took place where a man came up on stage and, and I've seen the video, I've downloaded it, I've looked at it from several different angles and essentially what occurred was the uh, attacker held out what looked like some kind of uh, a knife of some kind and uh, attempted to, to hold it close to Mr. Zeldin's neck or face but he did it in such a slow motion you could tell he was he was struggling with something whether it was substance abuse whether it was something else you know it's good to be with you and i'm actually up in the area near rochester where we also had uh two rochester police department officers who were shot last night, and uh, one of them was killed. So it's a oh my God. pretty wild night up here in Monroe right. County. I'm going to say this before we get to the specifics of your attack and what you just talked about, and Bernie has some very great analogies. I said this uh, last hour, Lee. In my 55 years on the planet, I don't remember, I don't remember a local election in my own city and or my own state where I wanted somebody to win more than you in November that's really a testament to him. I and mean, I hate Kathy Hochul, but that's a testament to you. I've never wanted somebody to win more than you in November. Well, and, and I know that that's about love for your city and state and country. I mean, I was up on stage yesterday during this rally talking about how we need to support law enforcement more and how we have to repeal cashless bail and fire DAs like Alvin Bragg. And you're talking about freedom and just the struggle to survives in new york and and actually the person who they arrested who carried out last night's attack within hours was instantly released again because of new york's laws so you can go out and you know try to stab a member of congress or anybody for that matter and within hours you're back out on the streets under new york's law it is some people say the metaverse will only be virtual But one day in the metaverse, doctors will practice high-risk surgeries hundreds of times before they operate on real patients. And students will be transported to ancient Rome and Saturn's rings, improving health outcomes, learning, and more. The metaverse may be virtual, but the impact will be real. Learn more about what Meta is building for the metaverse at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. But the New York Post says the mental state of the man uh, who attempted the alleged assassination attempt on uh, what is uh, an American uh, congressman, you know, Lee Zeldin is still a member of Congress, and, uh, you know, it dramatically worsened following the uh, uh, problems this man had been going through after he was discharged from the Army, uh, the death of his wife. According to the Washington Post, uh, David uh, Jacobus, who's 43, from the town of uh, Fairport. This is up uh, probably somewhere between uh, Rochester 
and an area uh, just east of, uh, of, of Rochester going towards Albany. Um, and it basically has spiraled uh, his life into a rapid decline that essentially uh, worsened with the death of his wife. Uh, they have at least two children based on, on some photos that are blurred that are published by the Post. And he's been going through a mental breakdown, apparently. And this is what uh, his neighbor, who asked not to be identified, said. Um, and of course, uh, he had also recently, apparently, um, been working, but somehow lost his employment. So, what exactly he was doing? Uh, what caused the death of his late wife, uh, both of whom neighbors allege uh, were, you know, very, very uh, heavy drinkers, apparently. And uh, the, uh, the opinion that the army vet uh, still had issues uh, with alcohol and probably other uh, pills. And he is a Gulf War veteran. There are pictures of the couple uh, from when he was serving, uh, and, and also when he would, you know, when he came home from the army, and uh, the, the life the uh, Jacobis uh, had together. Uh, but it was never really discussed what, what their politics were uh, with anyone in, 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 in the town of Fairport. Uh, primarily Fairport, like much of uh, you know the smaller towns outside of Rochester, are generally conservative communities. Uh, there is a lot of different communities in the area. Uh, it would seem that uh, the uh, Jacobinies uh, uh, have released, uh, uh, you know, uh, he, he had been arrested in the past. Uh, and has been charged with a second-degree uh, assault attempt at this rally in uh, Pennington. It's not clear if uh, Mr. Zeldin um, is going to press charges with him. Uh, he was actively seeking employment since 2015, according to a LinkedIn profile to his name with a plea, please hire him so that he can retain custody of his children. Um, he also uh, apparently took up laboratory clinical sciences at George Washington University in 2007 and 2008. Um, he also took a criminal justice job uh, with psychology at the Rochester Institute of Technology, or RIT, and um, through to 2014, uh, he served as a medical laboratory technician, uh, uh, primarily in the army, where he was working, uh, you know, uh, as a member, I believe, of at least the 10th Mountain Division. It's not clear exactly what his role was or what he was doing. The knuckle knife uh, that, that he was using is not typical um, of, of uh, assaults for, for, you know, stabbing people. It's more a slashing weapon, and it is very strange what has happened. Let's listen to gubernatorial candidate uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin and what he had to say about the incident. I believe uh, we have that audio, and we can uh, listen to it now. 
I'm Micah Muir. It's really a disgrace. It's gross. It's disgusting. Uh, and that uh, Kathy Hochul won't call out, or Eric Adams by name, uh, Carl Heasty and uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousins up in the state legislature, it says a lot about their cowardice or their lack of resolve in wanting to get this uh, bail reform, uh, this, this no jail, no 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 bail thing fixed. It, it just they they're not interested. They're afraid. They're, they're cowards. Uh, Lee Zeldin, listen, man, congratulations. We're glad you're okay. Not even congratulations. I take that back. We're just happy that you're okay. You didn't get hurt, and I understand that uh, you use some of your martial arts, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, training. Yeah. to take this guy down. And let me just uh, make an analogy that Sue was talking about. Former governor of the state of the New York, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, he, was once, he once gave a speech. He was giving a speech, and he was shot in the chest. And then he, he, he was shot. They tended to him. He got back up, got back on the mic. Not unlike what you did last night, you were back on the mic within 60 seconds of being attacked. I mean, you were, you were an amazing individual. Well, no, I, I, you know, listen, I appreciate you saying that. I, I wanted to be able to carry on. I don't want people to be able to ever intimidate us, any of us, into silence. And we weren't done yet. And there are people who are there not for confrontation. People want to settle their scores at the ballot box. And, and by the way, to the first part of your point, as you're talking about the laws in this state, here you have a case where I'm hearing that this was a veteran. I've been told that he seems to have issues. I was also told that it appears that he was intoxicated. So if you think of a few other dynamics to instantly release somebody back out on the street is some of these, these folks need help. And that process when you arrest somebody you're you're not it's not just about charging somebody and moving forward with paperwork or or asking questions sometimes folks need help and you're denying people that opportunity maybe somebody gets arrested uh on the streets of new york city today and they're high maybe they have some type of a, a mental health issue where you need to to help them before you just release them uh, due to cashless bail. That the whole process is happening way too quickly on many dynamics. You know, I was having a conversation yesterday with uh, a good friend, and um, she's a Republican, and she really wants you to win. She's voting for you, Lee, right? And she said, but I got to tell you, man, you know, I know Hochul's a disaster and Lee's great. Lee's been a great congressman. He has all the right philosophies, all the right policies. But we're so outnumbered in this state. And I said, yes, we are. But I really believe, and Bernie says this all the time, that people are starting to come around. Even Democrats don't like what they're seeing. And she said, yeah, I know, but I don't know. I still feel like it's going to be very, very tough. Do you hear that a lot, Lee, that despite you clearly being the right guy for the job and her being the wrong person for the job, that New York makes it just so difficult for a guy like you to win? I hear both perspectives. I hear that perspective where people see how many more Republicans, uh, Democrats are than Republicans. And I also hear the perspective from people who have had the epiphany, the light bulb went off, and they are realizing that this is going to happen, that it has to happen. You know, in New York, we have also millions of registered voters who aren't Republican or Democrat. 
and they're fed up. They're leaning, uh, they're leaning to us. Uh, where we'd win the vote amongst independents in the state if the election was held today. There's a big enthusiasm gap. People who are planning on voting Republican are more uh, energetic about November's election right now than Democrats. You also have a growing number of disenfranchised Democrats. You have Democrats who are talking about how they feel like the party has left them. They want balance and common sense. And the top issues right now are, are crime and the economy. And there are a lot of people who are independents and others who are Democrats who feel like we would do a better job making the streets of New York safer and supporting law enforcement and repealing these pro-criminal laws. So I hear it uh, from both perspectives, but I, I believe that this is not an ordinary year and this is an, an ordinary moment for our state. And a lot of people realize that the state's heading in the wrong direction right now. Indeed, uh, it's a it's a George Pataki type year. Uh, Con- Congressman Lee Zeldin running for governor of the state of New York in an exclusive interview here on the Bernie and Sid show fresh off the attack, he was attacked last night in Monroe County and uh, attacked with, by a, a lunatic with some sort of blade. And Lee Zeldin uh, helped tackle him to the ground, got back up, got on the mic within 60 seconds, and resumed his uh, speech. Unbelievable, uh, uh, undaunted courage out of Lee Zeldin. Uh, so to Sid's point, uh, Congressman Zeldin, about uh, Democrats uh, starting to see the light, I mean, with incidents like what happened last night, this lunatic is back out on the street already. He needs help, as you point out, and other things. And also the Jose Alba story. Democrats see this. They see uh, that, uh, you know, the lenient DA took weeks to release a man who was clearly defending himself, clearly, and should not have been in prison. And it took him weeks to, to uh, release this man who spent a week in Rikers Island languishing, not knowing he would ever be freed, that the videotape would exonerate him. Didn't know it, so he's been traumatized. So anyway, the Democrats see this. They're waking up. They're experiencing epiphanies. And I think that will galvanize them into saying, yeah, we got to vote R. we got to vote with the guy with the R instead of the losers who are in the status quo that let this continue, this type of stuff continue. Yeah, and this isn't rock bottom yet. It will continue to get worse, believe it or not, from here. If if you continue to keep this alignment of power right now up in Albany, it's it's one party rule. There's a there's super majorities in the assembly and senate, and many of the people in the majority, there are a bunch of folks who self-describe as socialists. They feel like we haven't gone far enough yet in pro-criminal policies. They want to pass something called the Clean Slate Act, I mean, it's progress alone just being able to have balance where you're able to stop some of the bad things that they're trying to do going forward on top of obviously everything else that needs to get done to move things in the right direction. I, I believe that we should pass a law enforcement bill of rights in this state. I support repealing Castle's bail. Uh, I, on, as my first action on day one, have pledged that I would be informing Alvin Bragg that he's being removed as a district attorney. The Jose Alba case had the had a, a civil rights violation, in my opinion, just simply the fact that he was sent to Rikers with an open stab wound that ends up becoming infected. Mm-hmm. But you, you have Bragg asking for hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bail. Uh, which was a ridiculously high sum, slapping a murder 
charge on him, and he was acting clearly in self-defense, a law-abiding citizen, and the person who stabbed him wasn't charged with anything. So, I mean, I, I feel like there is clear as, as day contrast between where we are right now and where Kathy Hochul is and, and where I am. I mean, I, I, I say that we should remove Alvin Bragg. She says, cut him some slack. He just got there. He's doing his job. I say repeal Castle's bail. She says we don't have the data to support it. Um, we, we really have to make a decision as New Yorkers, concerned about public safety, concerned about the economy and our freedom, regardless of whether – even if you've always voted Democrat your entire life, this is a moment for all of us work, to work together to save the state. That was Governor Lee Zeldin, and of course, uh, I'm sorry, not Governor Lee Zeldin. Well, we wish he did be governor, you know, hey, you know, who knows? Kathy Hochul, uh, you know, will forgive me for that, I'm sure. But that was Lee Zeldin and uh, his statement as uh, onto the, uh, what, what apparently is a, a strange assault, assassination attempt by a man uh, who seems to be more uh, trying to get himself uh knocked off than a person who is actually attempting to uh, do someone harm. Uh, it's not clear what was the reason behind it, but again, investigators are still ongoing. We'll have more in a bit. I'm Mike of New York. Some people say the metaverse will only be virtual. But one day in the metaverse, doctors will practice high-risk surgeries hundreds of times before they operate on real patients. And students will be transported to ancient Rome and Saturn's rings, improving health outcomes, learning, and more. The metaverse may be virtual, but the impact will be real. Learn more about what Meta is building for the metaverse at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Matt Drudge is very happy. Steve Bannon is guilty of contempt of Congress. Uh, could face as little as 30 days or 60 days behind bars or up to two years in prison. Now, that is something to many, many, many situations uh, that, that we are looking at very closely. Let's listen to a statement from Mr. Bannon on that. And here's a quick uh, soundbite, actually, that not came out of a statement, but an interview with Tucker Carlson. Now, I'm doing this without the permission of uh, Tucker Carlson's show or Fox News, even though I did work there for 18 years and never helped me with my disability problems. But hey, that's just part of life. Anyhow, uh, yeah, here's, uh, here's uh, Steve Bannon on Tucker Carlson. Steve Bannon is the former White House chief strategist. He's also the host of The War Room. And as we just told you, he's just been convicted of two crimes. Steve Bannon, thanks so much for coming on. I, you, know, you, you can't kind of help but notice that you were convicted of a crime, which is not actually a crime most of the time in Washington or ever, within the same 24-hour period as a guy who tried to murder a gubernatorial candidate in New York was released with no bail. What are we to make of these two events occurring the same day? 
Well, as you can tell, the Democrats are completely lawless, and look how they've run this committee. There's no ranking member. There's no minority council. It's not like the traditional hearings that have galvanized the nation in the past. And, Tucker, I think it's one of the reasons that it hasn't really had that big an impact. You know, when they, they interviewed the people on the trial, I think almost all the working class people didn't even know what was going on. Your show, with people like Darren Beatty and Revolver and Raheem, you've done actually more original reporting on what we've got to get to the bottom to. Look, we need a commission or a committee on January 6th. It's got to be with the new Congress, with Republicans in charge, and we've got to get to the bottom of the intelligence failures, FBI involvement, DHS involvement, the intelligence services, what happened to the Pentagon and the, and the National Guard, all of this. All, Ashley Babbitt, all of this, ha we have to get to the bottom of it. And people are going to get to the bottom of it, even to the fact of some of the testimony that was given by staffers uh, in, in mild trial. You know, we wanted decision makers to come over and actually go on record uh, under oath and say exactly what happened here, and they wouldn't. Well, they, they hid it, behind a privilege of which they wouldn't allow, which they wouldn't allow me to. They, the, the, the judge, the time narrow cast us on the executive privilege issue. I, I mean, I've spent my whole life in Washington. I've seen a lot of acrimonious debates, but the idea you would send someone to prison because you don't like his political views. There's no allegation that you organized January 6th that were there, stormed the Capitol. It's like fully insane. They don't like your politics. They hate your attitude, and they're trying to send you to jail. Did you think this? I didn't think this could happen. We'll start there. Did you think this could happen? A hundred percent, I think it happened. This is the, remember, these guys all thought they were going to change China and, and the Chinese Communist Party. They're taking on the aspects of the authoritarian state and state capitalism combined. This is the, the elites that run this country. This is exactly what, how they want to run it. Remember, Tucker, I'm not new to this. I, I've spent more than any Trump official in intense... Uh, you know, uh, being a witness in the Mueller commission for, I think, 30 hours, uh, in the House Intelligence Committee, the Senate Intelligence Committee. I had Bill Burke. I had Alex Spiro. Here I had David Sean. I had top lawyers. They wouldn't even let my, they wouldn't even let it be that I could rely on the, uh, on the opinion of my lawyer. Here they took away every possible defense so somebody can have a defense of law. Okay, that's why didn't, we didn't even put on a defense. We just had a closing, had an opening argument and a closing argument. Tucker, this is where they're going. I mean, you document it better than anybody, but no. People have to understand, this is just one fight in an entire process, and that's why it's absolutely incumbent that Liz Cheney's defeated in a couple of weeks in Wyoming by the Republican Party and by conservatives and by MAGA. And then later, we've already got Kinzinger out. We got another member of the committee I think is already retired. We got to defeat Loria. But we must have a sweeping victory in the House. And then Republicans have to have the stones to put on a real hearing. And by the way, let the Democrats have a, a ranking member, let them have a counsel, and just get to it. If you look at what Darren Beatty's done on your show alone, it's outrageous what the public doesn't know about this. We, for the good of the system, this has to happen. But in the meantime, you've just been convicted. I, I mean, if the, how do you feel about going to jail? Are you confident you would be safe there, for example? I, I, first off, if I go to jail, I go to jail. I will never back off a second. Look, I spent eight years as a naval officer. I've committed my life to this, pro, to this program to get this done. I will never back off. I support Trump in the Constitution, and I'm not backing off one inch. If I go to jail, so be it. But look, we've got a long appeals process. Andy McCarthy did a great hit on Fox earlier today. We got a long appeals process. I think the law is with us on a number of, of, of situations. I think some of this is really going to be adjudicated, maybe even higher 
than the appellate courts. I, I'm very confident that we're 100 percent right on the law, but I'm going to fight this all the way. And this is not the only battle we're fighting. They're coming at us on every aspect. Look, they're trying to shut you down. They're trying to throw off Fox anchors. They're coming for everybody. And people have to understand oh, right now, this is an ideological war and we cannot lose. The, 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 the fate of the country is over the next couple of years. And if people just want to go on vacation and say, hey, I'll just let it get sorted out, that's fine. But there are just thousands and thousands and thousands of fighters out there to say we're not going to back down one inch and I'm not going to back down one inch at all. And lastly, well, the rich are racing to unload all their luxury properties. Apparently, the job market is slowing cracks. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's coming. There is a recession ahead. And that is what everybody's fearing. It is the economy and people are not trying to be stupid. They're trying to knock off whatever they can. Expect property values to tumble in some places and expect loan costs to be a problematic. If you haven't got a job yet, better hang on to the one that you have or grab whatever you can that is somewhat permanent because in a recession, the first people to go are the last people in. The best jobs to have are just any job that seems to be important. The job market is starting to show cracks, according to a report from the Washington Post. And uh, these cracks, uh, according to an article by uh, Abha Bhattari and Lauren Gurley, uh, are showing that uh, the uh, promotional officers and recruitment things are just not what they used to be. We'll look into this in a further story and a further post as we go on the way. I'm Mike of New York. You have a great day. God bless you. God bless the United States. And God bless everybody, wherever you may be. Let's say a prayer for this guy up in uh, Fairport and what he is going through. Of course, he put Lee Zeldin through a lot of things. So let's pray for him, too. Thankfully, he wasn't killed in his attempt. And people, I guess, figured out there was something a little bit wrong with the entire incident. Thank you so much for listening. Keep it here. We're always near. God bless. I'm Mike Kinko, otherwise known as Mike of New York.